0: All right, uh, we're going to talk about wisdom, how to receive wisdom uh, this morning, how, how we can receive wisdom in, in our lives. <clears throat> there's, there's an old saying, and it says, too soon old, and too late smart, right? <clears throat> uh, that young people are not smart enough, and by the time you get smart, you're old, well, I think I really need to change that one. Because I don't think I've gotten smart as I've gotten old. I think what I have done, though, is I've realized what I don't know. And that's actually uh, so helpful. Because I need wisdom all the time. And so do you. I need wisdom all the time. When I was young, I thought I knew, but I don't. But you know what? In his gracious intervention, I've been introduced to the one who does know he has the answers. And if I'm going to be wise, if you're going to be wise in life, it's going to be wisdom that you receive from Him. That's what we need in our lives. If we're going to live uh, in difficult days, every day is difficult. But you know, I think the day that we're living in today, uh, the difficulties are multiplying. If you're going to live in difficult days, you know what? You need Wisdom. That's what we're going to talk about this morning from the book of James. Um, James chapter 1, verse 5, and through verse 8. We'll read and then we'll pray this morning. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Father in heaven, would you bless us today? Lord, we need your wisdom. We need you to teach us. We need you to show us what is the right and the true path in life. And Lord, there's not a day goes by, but we need you to lead us and guide us in some area of life, Lord, that we don't see. Blessed Spirit of the living God, would you want to take for us? Uh, would you work in our hearts in these moments and draw us into the place where we understand how to draw on that wisdom and Lord then put us in a place where we actually do draw on that wisdom Lord where we don't go it alone and try and do our own thing Lord but we look to you constantly for the wisdom that we so desperately need and Lord we give you the glory in Jesus name. Amen. All right. Um, our condition, first of all, we are desperately needing wisdom. See the, see the text. The text says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. Now, I'll tell you what you could do with that. You could say, well, if I need, if I need wisdom, I'll go and ask him. But that's really not what it's saying. You know, there's sometimes when the, when the word if is used, and it's used in the sense of since. Right? So it's, you, could, you could look at it this way. You could say, since you lack wisdom, ask of God. Now, I think our pride sometimes gets in the way of that. And, you know, well, I know a think about a thing or two. I can actually make some things happen. And we can go at those things and do those things and end up creating problems for ourselves. Very often, that's what we do. And how often have you done something and then realized, you know what, this was not the right thing I was doing at all. And, and you've wasted time, you've wasted energy. It may have cost you money. Other people may have gotten hurt in it you were doing the wrong thing, and the problem for you was not that you were unwise, but that you didn't seek the wisdom that was available to you, that you didn't actually ask God uh, for the wisdom that you need. We don't know as much as we think we do. We really don't. We don't know as much as we think. And, you know, life tends to teach you that, doesn't it? Life teaches you you don't know as much as you think you do. You know, you you go at things and you try things and you do things and they're abject failures. And sometimes it takes years for the failure to come home to you. But you've spent years wasting your time doing things because we don't know as much as we think we do. You know, one of the problems for us is we're, we're raised in a world system that is not just kind of, you know, slightly at odds with God. It's complete opposite of what God says for us to do. The world system has us going in a completely different... And we're we're raised. We're we're raised to rely on ourselves. We're we're, we're raised to make things happen for ourselves. We're raised to get up and go and do it. That, you know, listen, if you charge hard at it and make it happen, it'll happen. And um, we're raised, definitely not... We're not raised to depend upon God. To look to God for wisdom, to look to God for help. We're we're raised to do it ourselves. And what happens is life teaches us. That, that's not the way it works. Particularly once you get saved, once you become born again, the picture changes completely. You know, before you're saved, in a sense you're on your own and some things work and some things don't work and whatever happens, happens. But after you're saved, your Heavenly Father takes an interest in your life and He's constantly pushing you towards dependence upon Him. So what He's doing is He's constantly putting you in a place where you need Him. He's constantly... So what he does is he makes things fail in your life. Now, sometimes we learn quick. And sometimes we don't learn so quick. Sometimes we get the lesson first time around. And sometimes he has to bring us around and around and around so that we can get the lesson. We need him. We need wisdom. Something I notice about uh, myself is that... yeah. I'm constantly watching the culture and watching how things are happening in the culture and how things are changing and and, and reading about it to try and understand how how it's going. But I always feel like I'm behind the times as far as understanding what's going on. And here's what happens, you know. Uh, Something happens in the culture. Somebody gets an idea. They write a book. But there's probably between when it happens, when they get it, the writing of the book and the book getting in my hands, there's probably 10 years in between. So I always feel like I'm reading about what was current 10 years ago. And we're always behind. And our culture and our lives are changing so rapidly today. I mean, what's happened is, you know, since the beginning of the 20th century, and even before that, it began to speed up. And now the changes are happening so rapidly, you really can't keep up with them. If you, if you look at the way technology has changed your life in the last few years, right? um, I read somewhere that, I can, that you can tell people that you're older than the Internet. Makes you sound really old, but you know, <laughs> the internet only came out in 1995, that's the, that, that's, before that we didn't have such a thing as Google, or the internet, or anything like that. That's, that's 20 years ago, it didn't exist. You know, it didn't exist, and all, all these things that have come into our lives and are changed, so, so life is changing rapidly, and we're having a hard time. You know, getting ahead of the game and understanding what is it doing. I, I, to be honest with you, I don't think anybody really understands what, what technology is doing to us in this day and age. How it's changing the way we think. You know, they're, they're doing studies on it, but uh, I don't think anybody fully understands what's happening to us because of all the technology we have. And, you know, <clears throat> and that's not allowing for all the technology that's going to come out in the next 20 years. I'm telling you, listen, we are in a a life that changes, a culture that changes so rapidly we have no idea uh, about how to keep up with it. So, <clears throat> you know what? You're living your life dealing with things that you couldn't possibly understand the impact of what you're doing. You try, but you couldn't un- You know what? You need wisdom. You need wisdom from somebody outside the situation who understands and knows what's best. We need wisdom. <clears throat> and then there are the variations or the variables in our lives. You, know, you think you got something boxed up and in an order, and here, yeah, i got this thing licked, and this is how it goes. You do this and this and this, and it comes together. And then a variation will kick in. You know that throws you completely, and you know you weren't expecting that kind of a curveball comes into it. Uh, I was reading this week; uh, it's hilarious. Uh, the writer he's actually writing on death to self this guy, right? And you, you, I did not expect it to be a funny book, but it's absolutely hilarious. He has ADD, and somehow his proof writers never kind of cut the ADD out of his of his writing. And he's he, he you can imagine him just talking as he's writing. But he, but he talks about this. He he's talking about this point about the variations in life, and he says he and his friend uh, went to a fair, state fair, where there there were kind of all those rides and activities and so on going on, and um, they both went with their families, right? These, These are grown men with their families, and they decided they would scare their wives and make their children laugh by getting on opposite sides of the ride so that at some point the ride would come around and they would actually be close and they would pretend to give each other a high five. Uh, You know, when you're on a ride, the rides say you're not supposed to put your hands out of the the ride. But, you know, they were guys, and they were going to make uh, their kids laugh and uh, scare their wives. Well, he said it was fine. first few times it went fine, they pretended to give a high five, and it didn't happen. He said, but what they didn't realize is that with all the movement, there was a variation. And the next time it came around, and their arms connected at speed, and they both ended up in hospital, right? Now, here's the thing. That's what happens in life. You, know, you get it worked out, and then something comes in that you really weren't expecting. You think you have, uh, you think you've got it by the tail, so to speak, and something comes in you weren't expecting. Y- you need wisdom. It's not a case of, oh, well, if I have a day when I, <clears throat> when I need wisdom, I will, I, I will come to God and ask for wisdom. I think that's the way we take this verse. I need wisdom every day. I need wisdom every moment of every day. I am facing issues and, and and difficulties and things all day long, every day. I need wisdom, and so do you. I need wisdom from God. I need to be learning from... I don't understand but He does. And He says, if I lack wisdom, I can ask Him. I'm just so thrilled that He told you you can ask Him. That He told you when you... that, that, that you can come to Him and ask Him for wisdom when you have a need. <clears throat> he says that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not and it shall be given them. could he be any clearer could he be any clearer to you you lack wisdom you come to God you ask God for wisdom and he says I will give it to you liberally he says, and not only will I give it to you liberally but I won't upbraid you now <clears throat> upbraid you means going kind to of give you a telling off right did you, did you ever do something stupid and you go to somebody and you ask them for help and they give you a telling off <laughs> I say, isn't that so annoying? Or you go to somebody and you say sorry, right, for doing something. And they give you a telling off anyway, even though you've said sorry. And you almost want to say, sorry, I'm, I'm sorry I was sorry then, right? Okay. Um, but God doesn't do that. You do dumb things and you go to God and you say, God, I need wisdom. I, I got it all wrong. I messed it all. And he's going to give you wisdom. He's not going to give you telling off. He's not going to braid you. Uh, we do need to humble ourselves though, and go to him in those times when we've gotten it wrong. Uh, we need to understand, he will give me wisdom. Now, now, now let me say this as well. Um, I think as believers, as far as the world system is concerned, we live at a disadvantage. Now let me explain that to you. You see, we, we live in a world that is all nuts and bolts and realities and feet on the earth and things happening and, uh, and it's all real. But there's a very real sense in which we don't really live in this world. You see, what we do is we understand this world is only a part of what we have. One one of these days, we're going to step out of this world and we're going to meet the Lord Jesus Christ who's going to ask us about what we did in this world. And in a sense, that's our real life. We're pilgrims passing through here. That's our real life. So we're living in this world, but we're not of this world. So the world looks at us and they think you're daft. The way you live is just daft. I mean, Why, why would you live like that? You, 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 you believe that a man on a cross 2,000 years ago paid the price for your sins, even though you weren't ever born at that time? Really? Is that what you really believe? You, know, you believe that he rose from the dead all by himself? That he rose from the dead and walked away? <clears throat> and you believe that at some point you repented and were given a part in that life? Well, yeah, that's exactly what I believe. It's true. It's, it's real. You, you, you couldn't persuade me it's not true. I, <clears throat> nothing would persuade me that it's, not, that it's not true because that is reality. Now, you know what? My reality is different to the world's reality. But you know what God says to me? God says, David, it's okay. I understand, first of all, you're operating at a disadvantage. I understand, secondly, you're in need, but I will give you wisdom. I will give you what you need to deal with this life and to live this life and to, and to get through it and to work it out well. But I will give you wisdom, God says. Now, isn't that a great promise? i not just so glad that's in the scripture. i not just so glad that God has said, I promise you, I will take care of it. You will have the wisdom you need to live in this world. I'll take care of it. Just ask me. Right, now, I'm going to ask you a question. When was the last time you asked for wisdom? Hmm, good question, isn't it? When was the last time you consciously asked God for wisdom? Now there could be several reasons for that, couldn't there? There could be, well, you just didn't think of it like that. Or it could be that you think you can handle it. You think you know. That you don't need it. You know, listen, either are really dangerous. The second is more dangerous uh, than the first because that's pride. We don't know. We couldn't know. That's why God put this in for us. Listen, if you like wisdom, ask me. I will give it to you. What does liberally mean? Lots of. Not with a slack hand. I won't kind of deal it out to you, you know, kind of, you know, penny by penny. I'll give you the whole bucketful. Liberally. I'll give, give it to you liberally. I won't praise you. Just come to me and I will help you. Kind of a standing invitation by the King of Kings for you to come and receive wisdom from him. You know, if some famous lecturer came to, to Dublin and he was offering a free lecture, some of you would go to hear his wisdom. But you know what God says? Come to me. I am wisdom. And I will give you wisdom. And, and it's not just, you know, when you've got a big problem you've got to solve. Because you can handle all the little problems yourself, can't you? No, you can't. It's for all the problems. When you need wisdom, come to him. I think it would be great and it's humbling for us. But a great thing for us to, to do would be to start the day and say, Lord, I'm going to need wisdom from you today. Well, I don't even know what I'm going to be facing today. But I know I'm going to need wisdom from you. Lord, would you would you give me wisdom for the things I'm going to face today? Lord, don't let me go my own way and do my own thing. Don't let me create more problems in my life by going my own way. Lord, give me wisdom. Give me your wisdom. And you know what God says? Sure. Of course I will. I'll give it liberally. I, I, I won't abrade you over it. I, I'm glad to. This relationship that we have with God is a very interesting relationship because God does not say that he'll meet you halfway in anything. God says he's there before you. You acknowledge the need and I'm there. I I will give you wisdom. I will show you what you need to do. I will help you with it. Now, there is a problem in this whole thing that surfaces for us, though, in the next verse. Our challenge is to want God's best. You see, here's what God says to you. God says to you, look, if you need wisdom, come to me. I'll give you wisdom. I'll give you deliberately. I will not upbraid you. I'll give you all that you need. I'll I'll take care of it. You don't have to worry about it all. But James says, but let him ask in faith, nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. Now, what does that mean? You see, you're supposed to ask Without doubting? In other words, you come to God and you ask God for wisdom, and God gives you wisdom, you're supposed to do what God says for you to do. That's our problem. We ask God for wisdom, God gives us wisdom, and then we evaluate whether we'll do it or not. Now, you didn't have the wisdom to sort out yourself in the beginning, but once God tells you what he wants you to do, you start evaluating and saying, hmm, will I, won't I, is this the best thing, should I, maybe I shouldn't. Uh, you start kind of working out and, and, and applying your wisdom to God's wisdom to evaluate it. Have you ever done that? I've done that lots of times. Now, <clears throat> what God says to us is this. He says, <clears throat> you're not to doubt. And being doubt is, doubting is not, you know, an emotion that kind of grips me, the emotion of doubt. Doubt is when I'm torn between two choices. And the choices are pretty basic. There's what the God, who is God and very well able to communicate, tells you to do, and there's what you think you should do. And you go back and forth between the two. Okay, well, I do what God wants me to do. Well, if I do that, it's going to do this and, this and this and this. But I could do this. And, and you go back and forth and back and forth when you know this is what God told you to do. This is what God wants you to do. This is his plan for you. And he says, if you come to him and ask him for wisdom, he says, don't do that. He says, don't waver back and forth with the thing. Just do what I'm telling you to do. Now, I think that wavering back and forth, I mean, it's pretty serious what the, what the Bible says about it. He says in verse 7, for let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. Whoa. You're not going to get wisdom if you come to God, and you're going to go back and forth and back and forth about it. Uh, and then, then he says, a, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And kind of the idea of a double mind, there's a double soul. It's, it's somebody who thinks, yeah, I want to go God's way, but no, oh man, I want to go this way as well. And they go back and forth and back and forth. And they won't come down on God's side of it and say, no, this is where I'm going to go. This is what I'm going to do. They won't actually decide, I'm going to go God's way. I'm going to do it God's way. That's just the way of it. That's what's going to happen. I'm going to do it God's way. You see, that wavering back and forth ruins you. That wavering back and forth makes you unstable. Now, I'm convinced of this. I'm convinced that even though we're not very good at hearing, God's very good at communicating. And when we ask him for wisdom, I'm convinced. He always answers. Because you, know, you, you can't read anything else uh, out of uh, verse uh, 6. You know, <clears throat> when you ask God for wisdom, he gives it to you liberally and upbraids not enough. You know, you really can't. If you ask God for wisdom, God's going to give you wisdom. But here's what the problem is. The problem is that when God gives you wisdom, you evaluate it. You look for an explanation. You want to know, well, why should I do that? And God says, because I said for you to do it. It's the best thing. You asked me, I told you, then do it and when we do that when we go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth we end up just frustrating ourselves and pretty soon what happens is you come to the place where you really don't know what God wants you to do anymore at all you did in the beginning right? familiar with that feeling? oh I knew what God was telling me right then but I went back and forth about it so much I really don't know what God wants me to do now now you know what you need to do? you need to go back and do what God told you to do in the beginning It's simple, really. You see, we make Christianity very difficult and very hard uh, to follow and swallow and and deal with, and it's not. It's simple. You know what to do? Ask God. God will tell you. Do it. And some of you are going to say to me, it's not as simple as that, Pastor. No, it is as simple as that. But there's ramifications. I know there's ramifications. Just do it. Listen, God's able to make a way if you'll just do it. God's able to make a way for it to happen if you will just do what God wants you to do. When God tells you to do something, just do it. By the way, the, that book I was reading with that guy, he, he tells an interesting story uh, of how he and his wife <coughs> uh, uh, got together. He said they actually went on a mission trip. They were from two different churches. They went on a mission trip, and they met at the, at the mission trip. They'd both been praying individually for God to reveal to them uh, their spouse. And, um, <coughs> but they didn't like each other a bit. They did not like each other a bit and God spoke to both of them separately and said, he's the one and she's the one. Now he said he had a real problem with it. He said, I'm sitting there and I'm thinking to myself, nobody else knows about this. I, if I just don't say anything, nobody would be any the wiser and it won't happen because she doesn't like me and I don't like her. All right? Now, what was he doing? Here's what he was doing. He was saying, okay, God, you tell me what you want me to do. I don't like it. I've got a better plan. By the way, they did get together, obviously. <clears throat> um, and by the way, let me say this to you, too. If you're look, looking to be married, that's not the way God's going to do it for you. Uh, he does it in different ways for everybody. You know, don't tie God down to some, some, something he did for somebody, right? But God should be involved in who you marry. For definite, God should be involved in that. Right? But, but he said this. He says, we ask God for wisdom, and when God gives us wisdom... We ask him for an explanation. Now, we hang on. You've been asking God for wisdom, and then God gives you wisdom, and then you say, well, why should I? Because you asked me, and I told you what to do. And that, that is the point where we defeat ourselves. What happens inside of you at that point where you begin to go back and forth is civil war. There's a civil war inside of you. God's saying, do this. And you're saying, but I want to do this. And the civil war eats your soul out. It makes you unstable in all your ways. A lot of Christians are like that. A lot of Christians are are unstable. They're going back and forth and back and forth and back until they don't know what they're supposed to do. They don't know what's the right thing to do. No, God told you what to do. Just do it. God told it's simple. God told you uh, what to do. <clears throat> you see, the choices that you make are the, are, are the refusal to make a choice. Really can, can, can just destroy you. They can eat away at you. They say, okay, but, but, but if I decide to go God's way in this thing, then it's, it's, it's going to do this and this and this and this and this. Do you think God knew that when he told you? Of course he did you say, but there's going to... Be, do you think God can meet you in the cost if you'll just do what he wants you to do? Listen, he gives wisdom liberally and upbraideth not. That's his nature. That's not just in this one area. Well, in The area of wisdom I will give you liberally. It doesn't cost me anything, but you know there are things that are more important to me and I won't give you those liberally. He gives us everything liberally. So that when you say yes, Lord, to his wisdom and do what he wants you to do, what, what he does is he meets you in it. He'll help you in it. L- let me ask you some simple questions. Do you think God knows better than you? Okay. Do you live that way? Or are there areas in your life where you know what God says, but that wouldn't work in my life, and I have to do this? Are there areas in your life like that? You see, what you're saying is, I know better than you, God. What we're really saying is, we are God. You know, what we want is, we want a God who fits in our back pocket and who can give us helpful hints or counsel, but not give us commands that really are what we have to do. And that's not God. The God... Says, I will give you all the wisdom you want. One condition. If I give you wisdom, don't mess around with it. Just do it. If I give you wisdom, don't look for an explanation. Don't try to work it out your own way. Just do what I'm telling you to do. Now, isn't that simple? (laughs) You say, hang on a minute, Pastor, but what about this issue in my life? No, it's simple. You say, if I do that, I'm finished. Do it. Do what he wants you to do. You say, well, there's got to be a better plan than that. There isn't. There isn't a better plan. There isn't a better plan than the one God gave to you. You say, but it's impossible. Listen, our impossibilities mean nothing to God. He laughs at our impossibilities. He looks at the things that look impossible to us and he says, that's nothing. With God, all things shall be possible. Nothing shall be impossible. <clears throat> God never looks at your situation and says, oh, I'm going to have to think about that for a while. Man, you are really in a pickle now. You have really gotten yourself in a... Pr- I'm going to... No, he says, oh yeah, you're in trouble, but here's your problem. Here's what you need to do. Do it and you're fine. And you know that everyone in this room knows it. Because there have been times when you've done what God wanted you to do and you've gone, whoa, that really works. That really sorted the situation. And it's the same in every situation when you say yes to the Lord and do what he wants you to do. All of a sudden it works. It's right. It comes together. But when you look at the situation, you say, well, that's what God wants me to do. No, I don't think I'll do that. I think I really need to do this. No, but that's what God wants me to do. No, not that. no, I think I'll do this. And by the way, this doesn't have to be over big things. You know, we, we kind of tie this to big things. It's the big issues in my life. And, and probably it's a big issue that's coming up in your, life, in your mind right now that God is dealing with uh, you about. And, and that one needs to be sorted for definite. But that needs to become the way of life for us. See, that's walking in the Spirit. Lord, what do I do here? Okay, Lord. And you do it. Walking in the Spirit is just receiving the wisdom from above and acting on it. You know, moment by moment, walking with God, receiving wisdom from above and then acting on it. Not receiving wisdom from above and saying, yeah, I don't think that's going to work for me. I have to do this and then doing it and, and justifying why you had to do it. You know what that is? That's sin. You say, but you don't understand. No, I... Listen, I don't have to understand. God does. And when he told you what to do, he knew what was best. Now, really, we've got to decide in this situation, who is God in my life? Who sits on the throne of your life? Do, do, do you let God sit on the throne of your life? Because, you know what, that's probably a good idea that I let him live on the throne. Well, that's a problem for you. Because if you let God live on the throne in your life... When it comes to the place where you don't like what he's saying to you, you'll unlet him. Right? You'll remove him from the throne and you'll take back over the throne. You know what? You and I need God on the throne in our lives. We're children. We don't know what to do. We don't know how to live this life. We don't know how to face all the, all, all, all the difficulties and the issues of a week. We just don't know. I need God on the throne of my life. And you know what happens in my life? When God's on the throne of my life, it's a breeze. You say, are there no difficulties? Yes, there are difficulties, but even the difficulties are a breeze when God's on the throne of my life. And when I'm on the throne of my life, it's hard going. Isn't that the truth? When you're in charge and you're in control, it is hard going. But when you receive the wisdom from above and you don't weigh it against what the world is telling you and weigh it against what you think in the issue, you receive the wisdom from above and you say, yes, Lord, and you do what God wants you to do, life works. Life works very well. Now, I don't for a moment mean to say to you that you're going to have no troubles and no problems, but life works in those situations. Let me ask you, whatever has God spoken to you in and told you what he wants you to do, and right now you're saying, oh, but, and you're going back and forth and back and forth. Those are horrible moments in your life. I've had them. When you know what God wants you to do and you're going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth with it, why don't you just give in? Why don't you just say, Yes, Lord. Now now let me let me counsel you. If you're going to give in and then think better of it an hour from now, you haven't really given in. If you're going to give in, tell somebody. I'm giving in to this area. That's it. It's done. It's with there. You'll say but they'll hold me to it. Hopefully they will. <clears throat> hopefully they'll have enough cop on to actually say, hang on, I thought you said you weren't doing that. And not to go with your excuses, that would be a help you, but actually commit to doing it and then do it as quickly as you possibly can. Whatever it is God's dealing with you, do it, get it done. Don't don't, don't play with it, don't hold back, Uh, don't wait for a better moment. There is no better moment. (laughs) You know, having an unstable soul where you go back and forth and back and forth and back is exhausting, isn't it? Just wear you down and wear you out. Just say, yes, Lord, I'm doing it your way. And there's peace. And then push ahead towards doing it his way. You say, well, you know, what he wants me to do is impossible. It's going to wreck everything. Just keep going and see what he does. God will open a way. God will make it possible. God's able to, God's able to bless you when you're, uh, when you're obeying, when, you, when you're doing what he wants you to do. God's able to make those things happen in your life. Just say yes, Lord, and do what he wants you to do. Now, <clears throat> let me say this to you. you don't half do it. Don't we like to do that? Okay, all right. <clears throat> um, Okay, right. I'll do what God wants me to do, but it's an incomplete obedience. It's only half doing it. Saul lost his throne. When he lost his throne in 1 Samuel chapter 15, he did 95% at least of what God told him to do. He went after the Amalekites, he went to war against them, he he did the business. He just kept the sheep uh, and he kept Haggai. His obedience was was amazing, but incomplete. And that's something that sometimes derails us. We do what God wants us to do, but we do it in a shortened way. Don't do that one. God knows exactly what needs to happen in your life. He loves you. He knows what's best for you. He's going to show you the right way. And do it. And let him work out the consequences. Put yourself in his hands. You know, <clears throat> I live with David. David. David was not perfect. But David had, a, had an ability, in a, in, when it came to a tight spot, to trust God in a wonderful way. Remember the occasion when David numbered the people? He wasn't supposed to number the people. It was all pride. Joab told him not to. Uh, <clears throat> but David went ahead and did it anyway. And God sent the prophet to him. And the prophet said you are in trouble. Choose out of three things. One was that you flee before your enemies. One was a famine. And one was a plague from the Lord. And David said this. He said, let me now fall into the hands of the Lord. For who knows, but he will spare. And you know what? David was right. God did spare. When it came to the threshing floor of Arunah, God said to the death angel, no, stop. Enough. And God did spare. When you fall into the hands of the living God, you fall into somebody's hands who knows what's best and who loves you and is unlimited in their power to do what's best in the situation. I think you'd be in safe hands if you said to God today, yes, I'll do all that you want me to do. I'll do everything you want me to do, Lord. Um, I'm going to do this issue that you brought to mind and Lord, my plan is I'm going to just obey. I'm going to do what you want me to do all the time. I think you would find your life works very well. Not that there won't be problems. Not that there won't be difficulties that make you cry out to him. But that you will find it works. Let's stand for prayer. Father in heaven, we thank you, Lord, for... this time in your word. And, oh, Lord, we thank you for the wonderful promise of wisdom. Now, Lord, we are a needy people. Lord, would you give us your wisdom? But, Lord, above and beyond wisdom, Lord, would you give us a heart to obey? Lord, we know the word says that it is you that worketh in us to will and to do of your good will. Lord, would you work in the hearts of this people this morning, Lord, that as we stand before you, Lord, that we would not only... Be clear on what it is that you want us to do, Lord, but we would be willing to do exactly what you want us to do. Because, Lord, we need you in every area, in every day. Lord, we need you completely. Every head's bad and every eye's closed. As the piano plays, let me ask you to do business with God right where you're standing. Just kneel where you are and do business with God. Just get this thing straightened out. Don't Don't go on in that awful place of having a double soul going back and forth. Just say yes to God. Just get it right with Him right now. Just say yes to Him.